Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. We're back to our Survey Says a series that we took a break from for a while. These are things that you wanted me to talk about. Remember we did, we asked, what do you want me to talk about? And so you guys all, uh, not all of you, but many of you uh, answered the question on our app. And so I kind of built together a series of things to talk about based on your request. The number one requested thing was on prayer. And so we did a series on prayer. And the number two was the Holy Spirit, which that just made me even happier uh, because I love to, I'm not talking to you, Siri. I'm not talking, so Holy Spirit, not Holy Siri. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we talked about the Spirit, the person of the Spirit, uh, the baptism of the Spirit. There were some of you that got filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. And the gifts of the Spirit, the Spirit's operation in our lives. You know, it, we covered lots of that. And then, uh, and then we went into looking forward to this year and the Spirit's influence in your, our lives. So the third most requested thing was about the family, about the family. So we're going to be covering several dynamics of the family. But today I want to just take us to the foundation the foundation for family is, for, for us as children of God, is faith. And it starts with a man by the name of Abraham. All right, so we're going to go to the book of, where is Abraham? Abraham chapter 1, no, Genesis, the book of Genesis. But actually, we're going to go to Galatians first. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 it says this. This is so good. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. He became a curse for what? For us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon who? Oh, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Roxanne's right. Us, the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Any Gentiles in Christ Jesus here today? All right. If you, that's, there's a good chance you're a Gentile here. Yeah. A good chance. Like a 99.5% chance yeah. that you're a Gentile. Okay, just, you're, you're, you probably can just assume, yes. Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive, watch, the promise of the Spirit through faith. So this is showing us the blessing of Abraham is on us where we receive promises by faith. We access the promises of God. We access the, prom- the number one promise of the spirit of salvation, right? Righteousness. God, Abraham believed God and God accounted it to him for righteousness. And you get saved the same way Abraham did. You get, become righteous just like the same way Abraham did by faith in God. That's beautiful, isn't it? So, and the scripture also teaches us that we... Uh, later on in this chapter, verse 29 in particular, it says that if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we're very connected to this man, Abraham. That's why we need to, we need to know uh, him and our connection to him and what all we have received through this blessing of Abraham because God told Abraham that in your son or in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. If that's all of them, that means your family is in that lineage of blessing. 
All the families of the earth will be blessed. So we need to know, okay, what does this mean? What is this blessing of Abraham? We, you know, I remember hearing this all the time growing up, that the blessing of Abraham, we're talking about the blessing of, I'm blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Really, what is that? I don't know, but I like the sound of it. This sounds cool. I'm blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Okay. But we need to know what that is. How, not only what it is, but how do we get that in operation in our family? And it starts, my family, by choosing to believe God. It starts by holding his word up as the standard for your life. That we do not live by feelings. We do not live and we're not dictated by the world and its system. We believe the word. We believe that these promises that God has for us are to be enacted and experienced in our lives. You know, it's one thing to hear somebody or hear about these promises, but it's another thing to live in them. Hmm? It's another thing to live in them. So let's go to Genesis chapter 14. And I want to talk about this for a moment because I want you to see what you're connected to and what you have access to in this blessing of Abraham. Are you ready? Am I ready? (laughs) Verse 18 of Genesis 14. All right. We read it. Then Melchizedek. What, how does Jeremiah say Melchizedek or something like that? That guy. Our, I love. Hey, we're going to see Jeremiah and Maddie here pretty soon, by the way. Amen. So I don't know exactly when, but soon they're going to be coming and seeing us. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem. Why did I do that? Brought out, watch, bread and wine. He was priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram. This is before Abram. Abram's name was Abraham, all right? He blessed Abram, I'm sorry, said, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand, and he gave him a tithe of all. That is, Abram responded to this pronouncement of blessing from the priest by giving a tithe of what he had, 10% of the spoils of war. Okay? He had just returned from war, and he brought back his nephew Lot, who had been kidnapped, and the people of Sodom, and then all the goods. Okay? So he, Abraham is coming to meet the king of Sodom in this valley called the King's Valley, the Valley of Shava. This is a valley that is only reserved for kings. You know, Only royalty could go to this valley. But apparently you can see how Abraham is seen as a contemporary of kings at this time because of the blessing of God upon his life. And so he's coming there to bring the stuff back. And then this priest, this guy named Melchizedek, is kind of a mysterious dude in the, new, in the scriptures. There's not a whole lot said about him, but he's a lot like Jesus. And matter of fact, Jesus' priesthood is according to Melchizedek, not according to the Levites. Because Jesus didn't come out of the tribe of Levi, he came out of the tribe of Judah. So this Melchizedek comes out with bread and wine. That's pretty cool, huh? These are the body and the blood of Jesus, the elements of of communion. He comes out and he pronounces this blessing over Abram as he's bringing this stuff back. And then upon hearing that, Abram gives 10%. Now, 
the Lord didn't require that of him. The priest didn't require that of him. It's just what he did from his heart. And later on, God liked that so much that he actually made it a law in the, under the law of Moses. And then, but, but that then became, but it switched the, the, the uh, operation of it. See, this blessing was pronounced over him, and he responded to the blessing. Well, under the law, you then tithe to get the blessing. It switched. And, and, and if you didn't tithe, there was a curse on you. So it was, it was a, an action with consequences. It was a conditional thing, right? You do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad, right? But now, see, the law has been fulfilled. It's been put away with. And now the Lord takes us back to this blessing of Abraham. This is how we're going we to... Do, we don't tithe to get blessed. We tithe because we are blessed of God. We give because he has blessed us. Amen. It's our response that by saying, Lord, I acknowledge your blessing in my life. I acknowledge that you're the one who has given me every good thing. And this is my response to you. It's, this, this is about a relationship. This is about a want to, not an obligation to, not a have to. Amen. Nobody should have a relationship with God where it's have to's. That's not the kind of relationship he wants to have with you. Amen. So... I want you to notice a few things here because we're going we're gonna to find something for ourselves to receive from this because he says, blessed are you, Abram of God most high, which means blessed are you. The blessing of Abraham has come to you. So this, this is speaking right into your life right now. And if you'll receive it today, this will bless you and all of your house. And the first thing he says, he says, blessed be Abram of God most high. The, the phrase God most high in the Hebrew, it's the word Elyon, E-L-Y-O-N, Elyon. I love this. And it means elevation. It means elevation. The God of elevation. Check this out. Lofty or uppermost. So you are, as a child of God, Eli of God most high. Hmm? Now, this, this will help you think bigger and better of who you are, Huh? Who your spouse is, who your children are, to pronounce these things over them. You are. Name just name a child, if you have child, uh, children. Just name one of your kids. Of God Most High, you are. Your children have the name of God on their life, the blessing of elevation, the blessing of being at the top. Now think about what this does. When you really accept what, not by works of righteousness that we've done. This is by his mercy, by his grace, that he has conferred this upon us. And the only right response is to believe it, to receive it. Hmm? You don't, we don't get to earn this because Jesus earned it for us. Huh? It's a gift. And this blessing of Abraham, think about it. God, the Lord Jesus himself became a curse so that this blessing would come to your life. How important is this to him? That he himself would become a curse so you could have this blessing on your life. Hmm? I say if, if he wants you to have it that bad, you need to take it. You need to receive this in your life. This blessing of Abraham is a massive blessing. And this blessing of elevation, you know, the scripture teaches us that he has 
we are seated in heavenly places with him. Right? That's about as lofty a position as you can possibly get. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Huh? That is, you are in a, in a place, in a position to rule and to reign. Crystal's story this morning was just so powerful. It's, it's such a perfect illustration of what it's like to reign in life through Jesus Christ. Through being led by the Spirit, because the Lord has the best in store for you. And this blessing is so powerful. Hmm? Say, say this with me. I, and you say your name, and I, then I want you to say, I am so-and-so of God most high. But say your name. Ready? I am, I am Eric of God most high. The blessing of elevation, which means that we are citizens of another kingdom. We're citizens of a place called heaven. That is our real home. We're here in this world, but we're not of this world. Our lives are not governed by the laws of this, of this world. We're, not, we're certainly not limited to those things. We have a, law, a higher law called faith in God. We live by a higher law called the law of love. Hallelujah. And this, this higher law of faith is able to transcend even natural laws. I mean, we see that, right? We've seen it through the scripture. Uh, Enoch did not see death for God took him. (laughs) Anytime we say God took somebody, that means they died. But this says Enoch did not see, by faith, he did not see death because he had this testimony they pleased God. And one day the Lord was, they're walking together and the Lord said, you know, Enoch, you're closer to my house then you are even your own. Why don't you just come, on, be, come home with me right now? And so he just took him off the earth, and he never died. Imagine that. I, okay, no, no, no. That's, that's an absolute. Death is an absolute. Death and taxes, right? Those are two absolutes in life. But, but there's a higher law called faith that can even transcend the absolutes in life. Hmm? See, you, you have a blessing on you that... that Oh my God, God has the power to bless you no matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in. He has the power to heal, to restore. You need to remember this when it comes to your own house and be determined that as for me and my house, we are going to serve the living God. He is our source. He is our help. He is our strength. He is our healer. Amen. And so this home is a home that lives in the blessing of elevation. By faith in God. Barker Men's Store opened on the poorer side of New Zealand. And, but there was this ad that was put out for jobs. And it offered a $50,000 a year salary beginning. Six people applied, only six. So this analyst was brought in to assess the situation. He studied the, the demographics of the area the social economic temperature, the culture. He concluded in his analysis, uh, concluded it and told the manager to drop the salary from 50000 a year to 35000 a year. So the, he had insisted that this happen and it would attract more applicants. Think about this. Yeah. So Barker ran this new ad advertising the same job at 35000 a year, 112 people applied. Twelve of them were quite exceptional, and he hired the best of the twelve at $35,000 a year. The money only presented the truth about people's mindset. $50,000 was an unattainable amount to many of them, but thirty-five, dollars they felt they were worth that. 
Listen, what the Word of God says about you sometimes can seem outlandish. Hmm? The way God sees you, the way uh, you see you oftentimes don't match. Hmm? I said the way He sees you and the way you see you oftentimes they don't match. They don't line up. That's why you need faith. <laughs> so we have to have faith because it's got to be more than what we feel about it or what we even think about it. Faith in His Word is the only thing that will elevate you to the, His truth about yeah. you. You believe that today? See, you can't feel your way there. You can't reason that you must simply believe that it's true. It's going to elevate. The blessing of elevation is going to elevate your thinking. It's going to elevate your conversation. It's going to elevate your lifestyle. There will be those around you. And my family, we live in this world, and this is the raw truth of <laughs> it's a cruel world. Hmm? It's just a cruel world that we live in. There will be those around you who will try to pull you down. They'll say hurtful things to you. Uh, they'll say hurtful things about you. It's just part of the deal. Huh? But if you'll be determined to keep going up, you know what's cool? You'll bring others up with you. Because this blessing includes other people. Abraham, God told Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Oh, that's good news. In other words, I'm going to bless you and then you're going to act like me and bless others. Praise God. You were born. You were born from up there, from above. Amen. You're blessed. You're blessed. Highly blessed. I, I like that it says that we're blessed in heavenly places. The word heavenly means above the sky, which means the sky's not the limit for you. <laughs> Heaven's the limit, and heaven is limitless. So a lot of potential there. So you are right now blessed with things that take place in heaven. Look at verse 19 of, of Genesis 14. Um, so far, I'm glad I came to church. I hope you are too. Uh, verse 19 of Genesis 14. He says, blessed are you, Abram of God most high. And then he says, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high. So who is, yeah, let's go back to 19 again. Who is the possessor of heaven and earth? Jesus? Yeah, that's, you know, when in doubt, Jesus, just say Jesus. <laughs> It's always a good go-to when you're in church. But look, and he blessed him. This is the priest blessed him. Blessed be Abram of God the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Who is he saying is possessor of heaven and earth? Abram or God? I think both. I think it's both. Because he's blessing Abram. And then he says, and blessed be God Most High, right after that. So he's saying, talking to Abram here, this is so powerful. Possessor of heaven and earth. Well, why, why, why can we assume that God owns everything, right? He's the possessor of heaven and earth. Yeah, but God's, God wants us in on what he has. He wants to give us what he has. As a matter of fact, he, he gave us his son and he didn't spare him. And the scripture says, if he won't spare Jesus, he won't spare anything. If he'll give you Jesus, he'll give you anything. That's what he's saying. But look, Romans 4.13, it says, For the promise that he, that is Abraham, would be the heir of the world. Oh, God promised Abraham to be the heir of the world. Wow. Was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. See, he did, Abraham didn't have access as the heir of the world. It couldn't get there because he behaved well. He got there because he believed God. Hmm? Since God is possessor of heaven and earth, so is Abraham, because God made a covenant with him. And those two, in a covenant, you have equal share. 
Abraham was willing to offer up his son to God, and that gave God access to willingly give up his son for Abraham and for all those who believe like Abraham. It's a genius plan from God. It's amazing. So he's possessed of heaven and earth, so is Abraham. Well, guess what? It doesn't stop there. As I said earlier in Galatians 3.29, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs, according to the promise. <laughs> so you are possessors of heaven and earth. Yeah. Is this a big life that we're called to live or what? Huh? I mean, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Blessing of elevation. We, we've been blessed. Now, look at this. He says, possessor of heaven and earth. You've also, you also have the blessing of possession. The blessing of possession. Possession. Oh, my goodness. So how, how do you possess those things that God has in store for you? It starts with your mouth. I'm going to say it like this. Your confession is your possession. All right? Because these words, these promises that God has given you wants you to also utter these things because we're made like God in his image. And by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. <laughs> yeah. So what's your world going to be framed with? Words. And these words are building material. And when you declare by faith, these words, hallelujah, then guess what? Matter begins to, to collect. Things begin to, to, to materialize in this natural world. This is a powerful thing. The number one reason we have words is to create. Number two is communication. Number one is to create. It starts with your confession. Hmm? It starts here. You're con because God had told Abraham 24 years, you're going to have a son. And in this son, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. You're going to have a son. You're going to have a son. He started telling that when Abraham was 75. <laughs> Funny, 75-year-olds don't have babies, right? And Sarah's around 65. They're nine or 10 years apart. So 25 years, at 84, the Lord comes to him and basically says the same thing. Still hadn't had a kid, and he's that much older, almost 10 years older. And finally, you can sense his frustration. He says, what, what are you going to give me, seeing I don't have what you said I have? I don't see that promise in my life. And guess what, God? I'm not getting any younger. We're going the other way. And hope is a long way away. That hope of ever having that child is getting further away. What am I supposed to stand on? <laughs> but the Lord told him, come outside of your tent. And he came outside and he said, look at the stars. Try to number them, Abram. Try to, try to number them. So will your seed be. If you need to see something, then I'll just give you something to put your natural eyes on. This is what that promise looks like. You're thinking about one, and I'm telling you right now, it's as the stars of heaven. And he believed in the Lord, and the Lord accounted it to him for righteousness. This is so powerful. But guess what? Still didn't have a son. Now he's 99 years old, 25 years later. No, 24 years later. 24 years later, still. But this is where something marvelous happened. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Now, what does Abram mean? Abram, anybody know? Father or exalted father, okay? What does Abraham mean? Father of nations or father of the world, right? It just went from ridiculous to insane. 
right? What's your name? Father of the world. Where are your kids? We hadn't started yet. We're getting there, though. No, they, now, that, now that he changed his name to Abraham, now Abraham, every time he introduced himself, listen to me, every time he introduced himself, this is what he says, hello, I'm father of the world. Now he has got it in his mouth. Now the, now the confession, now the promise has come home. Now it's, huh? Father of the world, come and get dinner. Right? Now it's in their house. Guess what? When it got in their house, a year later, the promise came. God spoke for 24 years, nothing. Abraham spoke, and a year later, Isaac was born. So you, you have to come into agreement. You have to come into agreement with what God has said. And you definitely expedite the process of the promise coming into your life when you believe it and declare it. Mm, you are possessor. You've been blessed with the blessing of possession. Isn't that good? All right, and lastly, I'll finish with this. Uh, Verse 20, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand, and he gave him a tithe of all. That is, ooh, that's, that's good. You have the blessing of elevation, you have the blessing of possession, and you have the blessing of dominion. Who has delivered your enemies into your hands. This is so good. So if you have the blessing of domision, domision, that's a new word. Let's make a friend of that, domision. You have the blessing of dominion then that means that, um, you know what? Obviously, I mean, the priest reminded Abraham here that God did that because remember, Abraham had 318 guys who chased down four kings and four armies and beat them and rescued Lot and brought all the stuff from Zion. How many of you know God had to help him do that because the odds were not in his favor? But you know what? You don't need good odds when you have a good God. Huh? Yeah. He is on your side. Enough said. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So the blessing of dominion is that God is on your side. Jesus Christ came to this world for this purpose. The Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Did he do it? You better believe he did it. He disarmed him of his power. Now, that helps you... When, you're, when you make the choice that you're going to live in the, this blessing, uh, you and your house are going to experience the blessing of elevation, the blessing of possession, the blessing of dominion, just understand that you're going to have to enact that victory. Because the enemy, though disarmed, does speak. He does speak. And most of the time... It's accusational. Most of, that's what Satan means, accuser. He, he, he hurls a- accusations at you all the time. Or, or he, he's also subtle too, and, and he can get you to justify uh, the reason you feel the way you do about this or the reason you don't do that and, and justify and make it sound reasonable, right? That's why you, you need to understand that he speaks, and if you allow him a voice in your life, then you allow what that intended purpose is. Steal, kill, destroy. That's the intended purpose, to steal, kill, destroy. No matter what he's saying, that's why you say, no, you may not, right? He's roaming about like a roaring lion, right? He's not a lion. He's just a loud, dumb lizard. <laughs> anyway, he... He's a serpent, right? Okay, so 
he roams about like a seeking whom he may devour. Right? He don't get to devour you unless you allow him to. All right? So you don't give him permission. You have the blessing of dominion, but you need to stand up and continue to enforce the victory that you already have. Amen. And don't allow the enemy a foothold in your life, in your family. And, and maybe, maybe there's some chaos going on in the house right now. I've got good news for you. You can bring order. Hmm? You can bring order. Things may not be as they need to be. But you start with that possession by speaking what it is you want. Peace in my home in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us is going to prosper in the name of Jesus. Every tongue that rises against this house, we condemn it in Jesus' name. There's no evil will befall us and no plague will come near our dwelling. Amen. All of our children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. Amen. Come on. Jesus is Lord of me and all my house. Amen. Salvation is in our house. Healing is in our house. Blessing is in our house. Restoration is in our house. The joy of the Lord is in our house. Amen. Father, thank you for this blessing of Abraham upon our lives, that you went to the extreme that you went to and became a curse. You died for us to have this blessing. So, Lord, I thank you right now. We invite this blessing. We enforce this blessing. We receive it. We receive it. Thank you that you blessed us with the blessing of elevation, seated us in heavenly places with Christ. We are of God most high. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of possession. Lord, that you have all, all the promises of God are in Christ Jesus. Yes and amen. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, if we just... Get them in our mouths, we will see them in our lives. So I thank you, Lord, for the blessing of possession and, Lord, for the blessing of dominion. That every foe is defeated. And you have given us the victory. Victory is not something we earned, it was gifted to us by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that Christ died for our sins. Thank you, Lord. We've been freed from them. Hallelujah. He died for our sins, so we won't die from our sins. Thank you that he was buried in a tomb and that he rose again the third day. And whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. Whoever believes on him will have the blessing of Abraham, will be heirs of what Abraham is an heir of. Hallelujah. Possessors of heaven and earth. Thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you need healing in your body, just raise your hand right now. I'm going to pray for you. Pray. Thank you, Lord, right now. You see who has their hands up, and I thank you right now. You sent your word, you healed them, and you delivered them from their destruction. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the same afternoon that blood was shed for our forgiveness and for our redemption, stripes were laid on your back for our healing. So we thank you for that. And we declare they are healed by his stripes in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.